Hi, everyone, and welcome to another episode of Pelvic Matters. I'm your host, Marina Castellanos, a physical therapist in Westchester County, specializing in pelvic health for women and children. Today on the show, we have Christina Collins, and I'm so excited she's here with us today. Christina is a personal trainer and group fitness instructor certified by the American Council on Exercise for over a decade. She is a boy mom times two and firefighter wife. She is a certified Roadrunners Club of America road running coach and ultra marathoner. Christina is a certified and practicing life coach, Schwinn certified spin instructor, a certified surf set fitness trainer and stand up paddleboard instructor. She is the CEO and founder of Never Stop Moving 365. Welcome to the show, Christina. Hi everyone, thank you so much. I'm grateful to be here and excited to uh, meet your audience and you know share with them how our um, roles in their life go hand in hand. Yes, absolutely. So, um, you know, why don't we start off with telling listeners, you know, how is it you got started in the personal training space and fitness and health space? Yeah, absolutely. I am very fortunate that I fully embody the quote, when you love what you do, you never work a day in your life. And I knew what I wanted to do literally by age eight. And I could go into my other room and show you a expandable, if you can imagine, you remember them from Staples, like a fold out with the little sections where I would cut exercises from the magazines back in the early 2000s and I would you know separate them by like leg workout and upper body and core and this is what I've always wanted to do and I've really um rode the wave of it you know as you mentioned in my um introduction with various certifications to be really well-rounded and meet everyone at different levels and most importantly different interests because a big part of what I do is help women um find out that exercise is not a chore. <laughs> yes. Oh my gosh. That's so, that's, that's such a big thing. And we're definitely going to get into that more, but I love that you were cutting out, um, you know, things from like magazines and exercises when you were just a little girl, most girls totally. are like playing with Barbies and like other no, you know, right. and stuff and you were cutting out exercises. That's so great. Right. Um, so let's tell listeners, um, you know, a lot of people, you know, they listen to this podcast because either they have pelvic floor dysfunction, they've had babies, they're going to have babies, um, you know, they have some kind of pelvic pain. So maybe we can tell listeners, um, you know, what a fitness trainer, you know, like yourself, like what can you actually do when a woman is pregnant or postpartum in terms of modifying you know, their exercise regimen so that they feel safe and that they're not, you know, stressing that, you know, maybe they're doing something, you know, too much that's going to hurt the baby. Yeah. So it it definitely, um, that answer is based upon two things unique to each person. And those two factors would be how far along they are either in their pregnancy journey or in their post-delivery journey. And then the second factor is what their fitness level was preconception. So both of those factors really drive the answer. Um, But some basic common um, modifications are, ladies, we can always be walking. I mean, there's no reason why our steps um, and our movement, you know, it that's always going to be for the most part, unless you get, you know, obviously doctor advising bed rest, that is going to be a safe unless you have that doctor recommendation the steps are going to be a safe avenue. As you get into the third trimester, 
and the bod the baby is taking on their own body weight that's a good time to not be doing weight training but to be utilizing your own extra body weight that you're carrying at that point so your standard exercises of stairs or doing some squats doing some lunges that's going to be with just the baby's weight alone it's going to in, engage your muscles at a high enough intensity um, you should not be most of the splits occur at the 20 week mark of pregnancy where you would not want to be doing crunches or you know other things like that you would not want to be crossing your midline ever in any kind of twists you know whether it's yoga or it's a strength training exercise you would never come across midline never having your elbow come across your belly button any any kind of torso trunk rotations like that um and you know your heart rate is the other common question people ask me about you know what's a safe heart rate um, and that one ties directly to the fitness level preconception of the of the client um, but an honest answer is always using the breath rate, like the talk test. You know, mm -hmm. if you can get five to seven words yourself out, I always have my um, expecting women, you know, try to say the Pledge of Allegiance during a certain, you know, if they're riding their Peloton, let's say, or they're doing their elliptical or, or they're main, trying to maintain their running, their jogging, um, using the talk test, right? Because if you're, if you're able to talk and you're able to get those words out and you're breathing, you're getting oxygen and so is your baby. So those are just some basic, you know, standard modifications that we provide. Oh, I think that's such great and helpful, you know, general advice because, um, you know, now what we see happening, um, you know, as a trend, I know for myself and I work with pregnant, pregnant women, um, you know, everybody automatically assumes that they shouldn't be starting anything new during pregnancy or they should just like stop what they were doing before pregnancy and just kind of immediately back off. Um, but you know, like you said, like it's okay to walk, it's okay to keep up with like some regular exercises, especially if you were doing them. Um, and it's really just important for your general health and well-being so that you can still, you know, keep your heart rate at a safe level and your respiratory rate at a safe level. Um, and then afterwards, I know I hear this so much from women, you know, even if they weren't exercising prior to conception, you know, everybody, or you know, most people are kind of anxious to get the baby weight off and work on their body shape a little bit more after, you know, giving birth. And then, you know, they may jump into something like a really hardcore exercise program, you know, six weeks postpartum because they were cleared for their doctor for exercise. But, you know, if it's something that they weren't doing prior, um, you know, that can definitely be problematic. Absolutely. You know, I, I tell everyone you wouldn't go from running zero miles to running a marathon, right? You might hit some benchmarks on the way, you know, maybe you do a 5k and then you do a 10k, right? Gradual and ease of progression. Um, so if prior to, you know, maybe they weren't doing weight training, you wouldn't want to jump into CrossFit, you know, right after the doctor gives you six weeks, because I know myself, being a mom of two, I was honestly shocked that at the six week postpartum, all your advice is, okay, you're cleared, go ahead. Like there was no, you know, I was really shocked about, um, even during the pregnancy, as far as maintaining a fit pregnancy, I was really shocked 
when I went through it my first time, I'm like, wow, this is why women have so many questions because it is really uh, rather unguided. So I am, it's a privilege and an honor to be like a little bit of that lighthouse and put some light in the darkness, you know, where maybe there are so many uncertainties and fears and you're not sure and to be able to provide that guidance um, both with my formal education, my experience, and my own personal, you know, I've been there, I've done it, um, just like yourself, you know, we felt it all, mm -hmm. and so um, I yeah, would I recommend, actually, oh, go ahead. Um, in the first season of this podcast, I actually did a mini episode about the six-week clearance, because that, you know, what you said is so on point, it's such um, it's, it's the norm for women to go get their six week clearance, um, you know, and then the absence of any kind of medical issue, like, you know, prolonged healing or, um, you know, infection, you know, they're given the green light to go ahead and resume exercise, but that's it. There's no guidance. There's no how to take caution so that we don't, um, you know, cause any kind of issue like prolapse or injury, because there's still so much healing that needs to happen at that point. And there really is such little guidance. For women around that time and then unfortunately that leaves them prone to you know some other secondary issues that might pop up so it definitely is you know 100% recommended that women seek guidance about how to return to exercise safely you know even after the doctors cleared you yeah and also too it's a time saver you know once you have that baby you have so much less time so to be able to not be wasting time because you're maybe not using your workout time as efficiently and as effectively as you could be if you had a fitness professional guiding you saying this is your safe and effective time efficient exercise regimen i mean that's worth it in and of itself you know mm -hmm. yeah i was actually going to ask you if you can give us some tips for moms um and this includes myself you know especially the first year postpartum like it's a struggle it's really a struggle to find time to exercise, you know, maybe we're home for a couple of months after delivery, maybe we're home for, you know, eight weeks, and then we go back to work, we're still dealing with a newborn or an infant, um, you know, and then of course, things don't get too much easier when we're running around with a toddler. Um, right. So for, you know, for moms struggling to find the time for exercise, you know, what are some maybe helpful tips you can offer them? So um, my favorite is to, to just get up 15 minutes earlier you know i i, I don't want to be i don't want to play myth busters on your podcast but it is a total myth that we think we need an hour of exercise and that we need to spend time going to a facility for the hour class and then back and then all of a sudden it's like a two-hour commitment that's impossible to find that chunk in right. our day i, I feel is. <laughs> um so just honestly 15 minutes earlier waking up having that time to yourself uninterrupted doing you know at the beginning like we talked about ease of progression it might just be body weight you know a couple planks um building back that abdominal so so many women have the separation and don't even know about that that's by far the number actually it's yeah the number one and two it's really a tie that and the amount of women that are suffering in silence about like things like leaking and other things that they will tell me because I am, you know, their trainer and also a life coach. Um, and I'm like, that is when I'm like, wait a second, wait a second. You don't need me to help you lose this body fat. You need a pelvic floor specialist. And that's, um, you know, again, how I spoke about at the beginning, I'm honored to be here because what we do for women at this point in their life really does go hand in hand. You know, you shouldn't be 
training for your first 5k as a mom and, and leaking, you know, you just shouldn't. Um, so I would say the first thing is to bust the myth that you need an hour and just get up 15 minutes earlier and do again, a little body weight at the beginning, then picking up some dumbbells. That's the other really, really, really critical component to getting rid of that, um, extra body weight from having a baby is that females are only usually doing cardio and they really need to be doing strength training to mm -hmm. rev the metabolism, to put musculature on their body, to really have that strong body, that lean look. Um, so just again, a little bit earlier, getting up 15 minutes to yourself and, and incorporating some weights for sure. Oh, that's so great. That's so helpful. And I think, um, you know, for women who may be a little hesitant about lifting dumbbells and stuff. I mean, you're lifting your baby. So Talk. you're already that, doing weight training. Just could have said it better myself. Yeah. That, that growing baby is your weight training. And, um, you know, and what's great about being proactive prior to having kids, if you haven't started an exercise program or a fitness regimen. I mean, when you become a mom, you start to use your body in all sorts of different ways that you never did before because you just have to. Well, why didn't anyone tell me how heavy that infant carrier was? My youngest is in the infant carrier. You know, we have a travel system from the car to the shoulder. Wow, I did not know. It's like 40 pounds. I mean, yeah. I can really, you have to just bend, picking that up, you know, twisting to put it, you know, to clip it in the car and then to pull it out. Not to mention the snow banks I'm stepping on while I do it yes. at this, this current time. It is, you know, I didn't know there was so much I didn't know that I'm, um, it really was one of the best professional developments to, to undergo was for me to be in the shoes for sure and do it myself. And I'm, wow, you know, so you're yes. right. The baby weight and all their accessories. My stroller is heavy. My back and play is heavy. Everything is heavy. The car seat is heavy. I mean, and there's no, there's just no easy way to hold a car seat. Like they're just not designed for us to be able to hold them in a way that you know, is it really challenging on our bodies one way or another? Because that's just not yep. how they're created. They're created to protect the baby, to save the baby's life, to protect them in the car. So it's definitely not something that is body friendly to, you know, new mothers who are healing from, you know, delivery, from C-sections, you know, anything. Um, so I think definitely being even proactive, you know, when you know you want to start trying to have a baby, you know, maybe then would be the great time to, you know, contact a fitness trainer and step up your, you know, your fitness regimen. Because let me tell you, I mean, when that, I mean, my daughter was, she wasn't huge when she was born. She was average. She was about eight pounds. Um, she got bigger so quickly. And I mean, a year and a half later, she's almost 30 pounds. I mean, she just like, just lifting her is just like, this is my weight training for the day. <laughs> you know, let's yeah. her up and down. I mean, it really. So like, yeah, you don't and that, need to go to the gym to, you know, get your dumbbells and stuff. You can have your no. dumbbells at home and just lift your toddler. Yes, yes, yes. And the other thing too, is you don't need to be alone to exercise. You know, you really don't. I, I mean, I have both my kids with me, most of my workouts. That would be the other thing I would say besides the 15 minutes getting up earlier, just doing 15 minutes, you know, while my youngest uh, is five months now. So, you know, still tummy time is a big um, 
part of, you know, what I do with him. So while he's doing his tummy time, I might do a couple push-ups and kiss his forehead next to him. I might do a plank hold, you know, where he's right next to me or a couple bridges to get back, you know, all my pelvic floor muscles. So um, you, doing stuff while they are nearby, uh, especially before they crawl and are mobile, is a wonderful time to ease progression of body weight. Yes. And they get the biggest kick out of watching you exercise too. You know, that's right. That's right. And what a great example you're setting from so young, you know, they, they don't, they are always watching you and they do what you do more than they do what you say as they get older. I found with my toddler. Yes. Yes. Very true. I absolutely agree with that because they just start becoming just little imitators and just doing and saying whatever we do. That's so true. Um, Christina, you mentioned before about, Um, you know, moms who are maybe dealing with some, you know, abdominal separation and maybe urinary leakage and they confide in you because you're working. So, you know, you have such a close relationship with them, you know, in the events that happen like that, you know, does, do you feel like the general public knows, um, you know, that they should be going to see a pelvic floor physical therapist in those, you know, those events or, you know, do they really rely on their, you know, personal trainer, fitness trainer to send them to one? I think that they definitely rely on somebody to send them to a professional in that area. I think a lot of women, I know I mentioned it before, are suffering in silence. And I only find out in like through a story where they infer that isn't that normal and doesn't everybody suffer from that? And I'm like, wait, 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 wait. No, that should not be happening. Uh, when you sneeze, you should not be leaking. Like you, that is not, you know, and I think that maybe you see your doctor, you know, your OB once a year, that maybe doesn't come up then. Whereas I'm with them, whether it be on Zoom or in person, you know, given the circumstances of the world, but I'm with them much more obviously than just the annual at the doctor. So they do say these things and that's where I'm able to be like, wait, 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 sweetheart. Not, you, we don't live with that. You don't live with that for the rest of your life. That's not okay. We don't settle. You know, I feel like a lot of women, because we are putting so many other things before ourselves. once we have a child, you know, your, your child, your other kids, uh, besides the infant, you know, maybe a career or pets or a house or a spouse, all these other things, we put ourselves up like, oh, we will just deal with that. I mean, that's like not even, you know, I'm like, no, no, you should right. not be wearing a pad for the rest of your life, you know? Right. right. Um, true. And those are times where I find that if you have a toothache, you would go to the dentist, but something like that, they're not looking up, you know, Googling, right? Like pelvic floor specialist near me. I mean, come on. Yeah. Yeah, that's so true. And you're so right that, you know, with moms, like they just put themselves last. So if they're having a little bit of leakage and if it's not like super bothersome, they'll just live with it. And then they have more kids and then it becomes much more pronounced. And then they're like, oh my God, what's happening? Let me go get some help. And then comes the referral to, you know, pelvic floor physical therapist, because then there's more you know, motivation. So I would love, you know, for there to be more education, even in the earlier stages of leakage, just like you said, like if you sneeze and leak, that's not normal. It's not okay. Correct. Correct. And I, that needs to be, I want to put that up on a billboard somewhere. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Just for women to know that that's not normal. It's common after having babies, but it's definitely not normal. And I don't know, um, you know, if you find this at all with your clients, you know, do clients think that, 
you as a fitness trainer can actually address your nerve leakage? I think that clients maybe are hopeful that okay. when they lose weight or when, you know, I mean, I've had clients really like verbalize, well, once I'm running, you know, three miles or four miles like I was before, doesn't it just go away? No, no, it doesn't. If you don't reach the finish line and then it's just healed. That's not an award they give out at the finish line. You know, they don't just heal that for you. Yeah. Um, so I think a lot of people are maybe hopeful that if they drop the weight or they um, get their performance indicators back to pre-baby, all of a sudden those things will just heal. And you know, I'm on this podcast to break it to you that that is just not true. Mm -hmm. And while I want to help you get the weight off, of course, and help you not gain it in the first place, most importantly, right? It's, oh, it's easier to lose five pounds than it is to lose 20. Mm -hmm. Okay. Which is what you're speaking to of. It's easier to catch a leak when you sneeze than it is like to, you know, be much further down on the road with that or have a certain degree separation in your abdominals versus a much higher degree separation. Yep, absolutely. I think, um, I think everything you said is just so true. And I think, um, you know, having the collaboration between pelvic floor therapists and, you know, fitness trainers like yourself, I think it's so important because I know that sometimes, you know, you and other fitness trainers, you know, you're, you're the first people who find out about a mom's symptoms, you know, the yeah. doctor doesn't know. And, you know, maybe, you know, the person, um, you know, the mom doesn't feel comfortable confiding in anybody else, because like you said, they only see their OB, you know, once a year, you know, after their, their six week clearance. Um, so I think that it's such, it's such an important collaboration between, you know, pelvic physical therapists and fitness trainers who work with mom, just so they can do like that, that initial screening, like, oh, you're, you're experiencing some leakage. Okay. You know, go see this, you know, pelvic floor therapist in your community or whatever. Um, so yeah. that, you know, a mom can definitely seek the right kinds of help. Because like you said, like, you know, women are under the apprehension that, you know, as, as I get stronger, it's just automatically going to stop on its own. Right. Um, and the, the other common, um, you know, little flag besides leakage, besides abdominal separation, where I know this is automatic, you need to see, you know, you, I always refer to you, you know that, a specialist, <laughs> um, is that when they're in pain, like, um, you know, pelvic pain and pelvic discomfort, that is not okay. That is not okay pain or discomfort in that area to be living with. Again, I always try to use, you know, with clients an example, I'm like, if your arm was broken, you would go fix your arm. You know what I'm saying? Like if you were experiencing pain in your arm or I used it before, but pain in your tooth, you would go to the dentist. Like this is the same thing. You know, there are people that have formal education and training and experience and expertise in this area. You are suffering in this area. You know, you need to seek help and a solution and treatment in this area. Um, and that's really the three top things where I know as a trainer, again, I'm, I'm honored to be on their journey with them wherever it is, preconception, during pregnancy, during post-delivery, rehab, um, losing the body weight. But all of these are the top three flags that really come up where I'm like, you need a specialist, you yeah. know, different from me. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And I think that's so great because I think it's important to define you know, where we kind of cross over in terms of our care for, you know, postpartum mothers or people who are pregnant. Um, 
And then even with people who aren't pregnant or never had babies, you know, there's women who experience pelvic symptoms and leakage, even if they've never had kids. So it's so important to, you know, understand, you know, the right people to work with. And I love that you send people for pelvic floor physical therapy. And I'm always so grateful for that. And I love being able to tell people, you know, once they get to a certain point that, you know, they're okay, you know, their, their separation and their muscles is better. And, you know, there's really no more leakage and nothing else. And I said, you know, you can just go and work with Christina, you can work with a fitness trainer, you can work on your aesthetics to your heart's desire. And, you know, that's, right. that's not so much my area. So, um, <laughs> you know, that I'm happy that they kind of graduate from, you know, pelvic PT, and they're able to move onward. Um, you know, and that's, that's the goal. Um, exactly. And that's a great point about where we kind of draw the line in the sand a little bit is, you know, what I do is more aesthetics and it, it does tie, you know, I always tell everyone, what do I do? I help women build a strong body and a happy mind. You know, it's much more than just, I want to be X number on the scale or Y mm -hmm. pants size, but you know, it is more aesthetics. Whereas when they're saying other health, um, concerns and, and issues, you know, that's when it is a physical therapist like yourself. And likewise for you, when they're doing their treatment program for that, and they mention, hey, my skin is sagging here. How do I lose this pouch underneath my belly button? Well, that's when, you know, you know that that's what I do. Yeah. Yeah. And it's such a great um, thing to be able to collaborate, you know, in the wellness space and the fitness space and the healthcare space, because um, really it just benefits everybody so much. Um, Absolutely. Fantastic. Christina, we're going to wrap it up soon, but I would love for you to share with everybody, um, you know, who's interested in working with you, what you offer, how to reach you. Yeah. So I would love to connect with all of your listeners. And what I do um, is just empower women to be limitless. You know, when it comes to their health, fitness, again, that strong body and happy mind, I teach workout classes with modifications for wherever you might be on your um, childbearing years and experience. And I teach online now through Instructor. And um, you can go to my website, neverstopmoving365.com. And that will have all the information there for how you can contact me. And that is my same handle on both Facebook, Never Stop Moving 365, and Instagram, Never Stop Moving 365. And what that stands for is, yes, it is about exercising your body, Never Stop Moving, but it's also about never stop moving towards your goals. And I'm honored to be with you um, as we work together to help women achieve their goals, whatever it may be. Yes. Yes. Awesome. Christina, thank you so much for being here today. Everybody, thank you so much for joining in and listening to this episode of Pelvic Matters. And thank you. Yes. Thank you again so much. This was so great. All right, everybody. And we will um, tune in together again next time um, for our next episode. Have a good one.